Hello, welcome to your latest instalment of Villa Voice Notes. This week, surprise, surprise, it's nostalgia again. It's a bit of a big run fest this week, so regular followers of the Clarent Blue podcast will hopefully have already caught up on our two big run interviews. We had the looking back on the 1994 Coca-Cola Cup triumph. We did a little mini episode with that. And that was followed by a bumper edition. We've just taken Ron Atkinson on a trip down memory lane, talking about his stint at Villa in the early 90s. Um, true to form, he was able to regale us with some, um, just some brilliant, brilliant, funny anecdotes. So hopefully you've caught up with that. I hope you haven't got Big Ron Overkill, because I wanted to use this Villa Voice Notes today to just give you a little bit of a flavour of behind the scenes with Big Ron. First of all, like Ron's 85 next week. Amazingly sharp, amazing memory. Looked really well as well. So you'd think that it would be him who's forgetful rather than me. Um, but the reason that we did the interview this week, I mistakenly thought it was 30 years this week since we, we beat Man United in 1994 in that, that cup final at Wembley. In actual fact, it's next month. But not to worry, that meant that we were able to to get it in the bag nice and early, just to show you how these things work, give you a little bit of insight. Um, I gave Ron a ring last week on his mobile um, in a bit of a panic because I thought we'd got this anniversary coming up quite quickly. Little did I know I got another month, but um, phoned him up, got through to him on his, on his phone, um, hands-free, he was driving at the time, and I said to him, I said, Ron, are you... Um, are you off somewhere sunny? Because I know he's had a place, him and his wife Maggie have had a place in Spain for, for many years. Um, and he was like, um, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm driving to Blackpool. What do you want? Um, a lot more graceful and charming charming than that, obviously. Um, explain the situation. Explained I'd love to come and, come and interview him and, and speak to him for the Clarence Blue podcast. Um, the worst reception, the worst kind of um, signal ever. So a bit of a bit of a back and forth conversation. Phone me tomorrow, Matt. I'll be back at home. We'll get something in the diary. Got something in the diary for Monday, just gone. From then on, bit of a logistical nightmare. Sorry if I'm boring you with too much of the details here, but bit of a logistical nightmare. Um, Dan Rollinson uh, has he's moved house this week. He's got commitments with um, he's planning a wedding. He's got uh, a, a little baby to look after. So we had to get this. I had to find a window in the diary so that Dan Rollinson could be back to look after his um, little boy and Ron Atkinson could have enough time in the morning to walk his little dogs. Anyway, set off on Monday morning, had to drive into Brindley Place at Birmingham first of all to go to our office to pick up the kit, the cameras, the mic stands, all the all the bits and bobs that Dan knows more about than, than me. The reason I wanted to get this Big Ron special kind of on the record, if you like, is I don't know whether anybody remembers, <laughs> we used to have an ill-fated Villa podcast called Aliv Notza, A-L-L-I-V, new word, Notza, N-O-T-S-A, um, Taston Villa backwards. Not so. It was not so good, really. And the last time I went to interview Big Ron at his uh, at his palatial house in Barnt Green, it was just me and a dodgy Nokia phone. The audio quality was crap. Um, so lots of his brilliant stories either have been lost to the sands of time, or people couldn't have couldn't have understood them anyway because the audio quality was crap. Brindley Place got the equipment. Um, listen, don't get me started on the price of parking at Brindley Place. By the way. Um, rip off but anyway that's a different conversation picked up dan picked up the kit drove to Bart green got there an hour early just to double check i could remember the the right address we had a little drive around 
kind of parked up out just down the road from Ron's to check that that was the place. Now, two scallies from Hales Owen, me and Dan, you probably don't want to be seen kind of hovering around and, and, and loitering around too much. Um, probably thought we were going to case the joint, probably look like the wet bandits um, or the claret bandits. Does that work? No, perhaps not. Anyway, got there early, um, found out we got the right place. Jump for a went for a coffee in Bark Green. Um, Dan, I think you owe me a fiver because I think I bought your hot sausage roll as well. Bumped into my sister who just so happened to be walking her dog <laughs> in Bark Green, which was random because she lives nowhere near Bark Green. But I digress. Anyway, I've not given you much of the behind the scenes with Ron yet. So we got to Ron's house. Um, his wife Maggie was out. We we rocked up about twelve o'clock midday on on Monday. Ron answers the door with his his little dogs, Larsarapsos. Is that how it's pronounced? Um, anyway, two two little dogs, Max and Mia, kind of running around, getting getting under his feet. And he was just answer the door, and he was like looking at his phone, and he was watching a, a video on YouTube. I think it was a a, a US comedian called Don Rickles, uh, who was doing a skit with John Wayne. So it's obviously a nostalgia fest for Ron, but he was loving it. He was all over it. So. Answered it with his, his big grin, welcomed us in the place. Dan set up set up the kit. Um, lovely gaff, by the way, Ron's place. He, really, really beautiful, as you'd expect for a, a man of his class and distinction. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You might see, if you've watched some of the videos rather than listen to the audio on YouTube, you might well see that these are weird kind of, I don't know whether it's a prop or whether it's a lamp. It looks like a kind of half-eaten apple that was that appears over Ron's shoulder in, in some of the some of the shots that, that Dan's filmed. I never thought to ask about it, really. Um, I should have had my in, interior design radar on. Like I say, it looks like a, a weird apple, um, or uh, I think somebody described it in the YouTube comments as a, as a cornament. Um, see what they've done there, Apple Core Cornerman. We get set up. Dan gets checks all his kind of audio levels, make sure his shots are just so, and he's got it how he wants. The Quinton Tarantino, as I call him, um, he's from Halzone actually, but Quinton's near enough. Whenever I think about Ron, I just think about the old. Um, please tell me I'm not imagining this. Did we used to have a chant back in the day that was "Big Fat Ron get Tony Daly on"? Am I making that up? My mind, whenever I think of Big Ron, my mind goes there. Uh, this is going to be longer than 10 minutes today, by the way. I think we've tried to keep these to, to 10 minutes, but I'm, I'm rattling on a little bit. Um, and the other thing that, <laughs> whenever I think of Big Ron, do you remember there used to be a place called um, called Ronnie's Ronnie's Roller Rink? Just, and I think it was probably around the time that Big Ron was in charge as well in the early to mid-90s. Um, I'm just thinking about Ronnie's Roller Rink just around the corner from Villa Park. Anyway. I'll try and get my skates on. Oh, yeah, before I go on, big thanks to to, to Dan's old man, um, John, uh, another big Villa fan, for uh, taking on some of the childcare duties and getting Baby Wolf from nursery so that we were able to spend loads of time with Big Ron. So we get set up, and we'd only been recording for about two minutes. Softened up Ron with a, a few few kind of uh, nice questions about that, that 1994 triumph. And anyway, his phone starts ringing, uh, has a little conversation, rings again. 
three or four minutes later, has another conversation, rings again. There's no danger of Ron Atkinson. You know, he's always been a popular guy, but there's no danger of Ron Atkinson ever getting lonely because his phone was kind of ringing off the hook, whether it was somebody to arrange a game of golf with, with him. I think he took a call from his GP or the GP receptionist to, to try and uh, have a little checkup. So all these things were going on. But yeah, he's certainly not going to get bored or lonely. If you've seen the videos, brilliant, you'll know about this. If you haven't seen them or you haven't listened to the podcast yet, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but uh, I think my favourite, I mean, the, the anecdotes just kept rolling and rolling. And my favourite one is probably, well, it's sport, sport for choice, but I think one of my favourites is probably the Paul McGrath exercise bike story so so make sure you have a listen that's in the in the main event that the hour-long special again you might have seen little glimpses of this if you watch the youtube video but any villa fan will have listened to or certainly any villa fans of certain vintage who remembers the 90s with as much affection as i do and 90s aston villa with as much affection as i do will have been hanging on ron's every word i mean that wasn't the case for his two little pooches max and mia who decided to fall asleep right in front of where we were filming and i think it was max who just kept snoring and snoring and snoring. And I think Dan's been able to isolate the audio, so you probably wouldn't have heard the, heard the snoring. But he has included a clip of Ron giving a, giving Max a gentle nudge with a cushion just to try and wake him up or shut him up. At one stage, we, we I had to open the door to let Max out because I think he was going to puke all over one of Ron's posh carpets. That was another... Another amusing distraction. So it crackled along. We were probably there for, for two hours. The the time flew by. And when we were done, Ron was just the, the, the consummate host, really. Funnily enough, he was talking a bit. We were talking a little bit about, you know, whether he still gets out to games at the moment. And he doesn't he, he doesn't get out to see games in person as much as he would like to, but he's kind of wall to wall watching every single game and, and consuming every every last last kick you know, on, on his TV and still a real, I suppose, football connoisseur, football expert, to be honest. So the one thing he did say, though, when he's not watching football, we just we, we spent a bit of time trading recommendations for what to watch in terms of documentaries and, and crime dramas and, and this kind of thing. So um, I can't think, was it? I've not been across it yet. Is it Love Hate? That's one of the gangster dramas, Irish gangster dramas that he recommended that I watch. In return, I've told him to, he's got to be all over the second series of Kin. What else did he say? He recommended that I watch a documentary, I think, I thinks on Netflix about Quincy Jones, the the, the famous um, celebrity music producer. And it was just it was just like having a chat with an old mate, I suppose. I don't take this lightly, and I don't take it for granted that I'm able through my job. Uh, through some of the contacts that I've built to be able to visit some of my heroes. So I suppose visit some of my Claret and Blue heroes from from yesteryear and be able to just just relax and have have a have a fun chat with them. So Ron was probably, you know, we've done lots of lots of interviews during the course of Claret and Blue and we've got lots of lots more to come. Ron's probably got to be in the top three, I think, just because he's such a charmer. Um he's 85. 85 years old next week, but his recall in terms of the stories. Now, he's probably told these stories <laughs> millions of times or thousands of times on the after-dinner circuit and stuff like that, but his recall is brilliant. You know, he looks really well for his age. I don't think he looked much different to 30 years ago when he'd have been in his mid-50s and he'd have been in his pomp at Aston Villa manager, as Aston Villa manager, but each story is delivered with pretty near-perfect kind of recollection it's delivered with that glint in his eye 
and with that that cheeky grin of his um so yeah so we had a little chat after the event he wanted to know about the industry the sports journalism what it's like nowadays took him on a bit of a nostalgia trip to some of my predecessors who would have reported on villa and west brom when when ron was on the on, on the patch back in the day um spoke affectionately about bob downing who i think i mentioned on on, on this villa voice notes in connection with a, an old sports sports argus story years ago so it was really good before we went he spoke to us he, on, on one of the the units that he's got it's a who's who of photographs in terms of some of his old football mates you know um, I, I can't even recall i know dennis law dennis law was was on one of them and it was just brilliant to see ron in that, that company of his mates, normally somewhere exotic, uh, normally in some tropical climate when they've gone away and, and, and had a big get together to, to reminisce. And, and so I think that the main thing, the main thing to, to say from, from my point of view is just that I hope that you enjoyed, I hope that you've enjoyed the, the two videos that we've, an audio, audio podcast that we've done with Ron. I certainly have. The comments that we've had so far are, just celebrating it, really celebrating that the, it sent people on a real, real nostalgia trip to to those those really exciting, entertaining days under Ron. And I think I might have put it on Twitter that the way that his, his storytelling is as entertaining as his brand of football as, as Villa boss. So I rattled on probably five minutes longer than I normally do, but it was just to try and give you, and I hope I have done. I know I've gone off down a few cul-de-sacs, but I hope I have given you a, a flavour of, of of what it's like and reported back the fact that that Ron, in great form, real sparkling company, um, and I haven't spoke to about to Ron about this yet, but I would like to see if I can go back and probably get another half an hour or hour of Ron's company to talk about what he thinks about modern day Aston Villa. He did allude to it a little bit. He described Unai Emery's Aston Villa and their performance against Manchester City not so long ago as the best ever Aston Villa performance he's ever seen. And that's as somebody who's followed Villa's fortunes since the late 40s, who's been Aston Villa manager and produced his own swashbuckling style of football. So high praise indeed. Um, but I'm in danger of rattling on um, more than ever now. So just to say, hope you've enjoyed this little bit of a glance behind the scenes. I hope you've got a chance to to watch or listen to the, the, the two episodes that we've done with Big Ron. And I'll probably spoil it all now by giving you my dad joke, which I'm really scraping the barrel, I think, with this one. But um, here goes. I only know 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. Until next time, up the villa. Mm-hmm.